Welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to season six, the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. I'm your host Pat Remwick, and at this time, well, he's there, but the video—you have to hit the video button, ladies and gentlemen. We bring to you right now the one and only Jersey Devil, Mike Iconelli. Mike Iconelli's. It's Mike Iconelli. I think it's Mike Iconelli. It might not be Mike Iconelli. Who is it? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Are you there, Mike? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mike Iconelli. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're like the Bugs Bunny of Bassin sometimes, Mike. <laughs> hey, How you doing, Pat? I'm doing good, and thank you for your patience. Um, Rick Clun was talking. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, unreal, dude. I mean, I know, uh, I know that T is an inspiration uh, to all anglers, and and especially you, man. And uh, and it yeah. was, it was, is it, it was a pretty neat deal. But Mike, uh, <clears throat> may I say that I hope you know that you are an inspirer as well. Do, do you realize? Well, that? Thank you. Well, yes. You seem very, you look very mischievous right now, Mike. Are you up to something? <laughs> You <laughs> no, no, you... no. It's it's as I get older, my bedtime gets earlier and earlier. So I... it may be a, a it may be a glimmer of of sleepy in my eye. Okay, okay. I I would <laughs> I like to I like to interpret it as mischievous though. Let's just ca- let's better. interpret it be mischievous. It. Yes, let's interpret <laughs> it, it as that. But but uh, man, you inspire, and I want to tell you that I think I've known you for longer than I have, if that makes sense. Like, let's, yeah. think, let's think about it this way, Mike. So, like, when you were a kid running around with the, with the rest of your gang, you know, with, with Dave and Brian and, and Johnny and those guys, and, you know, like, you'd go home at night and you'd probably watch some TV, right? So, like, maybe it was Happy Days or maybe it was Three's Company. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're dating ourselves here, Mike. I mean, or, or maybe, it was, maybe it was Fantasy Island. You know what I mean? Or, 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 but what, what, you remember those shows? Tell me a character from one of those shows. I remember those shows. Actually, my favorite show was Benny Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know why Benny Hill was my favorite, Mike? Because you could always see boobies. Uh, on yeah, Benny. a little nip, nip slip. Yeah, like we while, didn't have cable nice. then, so it was always a good late night thing to get some nip action on on Benny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so, good. It was good. So Benny Hill is a poor example of where I'm going with this, but <laughs> oh, it's <a> <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. I'm glad that you brought that up, but like, so because I don't think you could really get to know Benny Hill. Do you know what I mean? Like, you might be able yeah. to get to know the Fonz. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you might be yeah. able to get to know the little midget from Fantasy Island. Or, yeah, there you go. That's Benny Hill. There it is. Right there, see? But, yeah. So you get to know Benny Hill by watching Benny Hill. And, dude, <laughs> like, I think for all bass fishing fans that we get to all know you. And you more so than many other anglers because you came at a very interesting time of the sport. You came into the sport at, a, at an interesting time. And, and, and Popcorn, wh- when was Mike's first win? When w- what was Mike's? 1999, 1999. Right? Does that sound right? Your first bass win? Champlain. 
Yeah, that was my first. That was my first professional level. For, for, uh, I should have clarified. Yeah, you won a, you won a co-angler win. tournament before that as well, too, right? A yes, won a co-angler before that, and way back in 1994, won a federation national tournament. That's before right. that, 98. But I'd like to consider my first win, my first club win at Top Rod Bassmasters. Nice. And yeah, that happened in April of 1990. That was actually my first tournament win. So is that right? Of 1990, yes. dude. Yeah. Was yeah, that the first the year with- that I, it was the first year I fished for the club. It was a really small club at the time, but you know, that first win was important. I mean, I'd put it up there with importance of all of them. Um, because you know, there's something that happens when you fish your first competitive fishing event and you win, you know, that success that comes with a win and that feeling. And that was part of the spark for me you know, to want to pursue it at a different level, you know, honestly, before that, I I don't know, you know, always looked at tournament fishing from afar and said, man, that would be so cool. How cool would it be to be able to do that? But, you know, that first win, that mediocre, meaningless, no money win against six other guys sounds so (laughs) insignificant. But for me, it was life-changing, and it was one of the moments where I changed my mindset from I like to watch bass fishing and I like to fish and to, man, I like to compete. And that was a big one. That was a big win for me, you know? Dude, and and I like how you stated that as a turning point in in your life path, and and like, think about this, 1990, Mike Iaconelli, and that, like, it's almost at that point, um, before the revelation of, of, of that you are going to dedicate yourself, like, think about this. Is it almost unfathomable that you would be a Bassmaster Classic champion at that point in your life? Like, are, oh yeah. I, I mean... Dream. It's a dream. I mean, it's a dream. You know, it was a dream. I, I, uh, I mean, I think everybody has aspirations. And when you're young, when you're a kid or a young adult, you have aspirations for That's your life it. and your career. And, you know, it's hard to actually fulfill dreams, you know? So it's, yeah, it's unreal. I still can't believe it. Dude. To be here getting to talk after Rick Klun. You know, I'll have to go back. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I'll have to go back and listen to the segment. But this is surreal to follow a guy that is a hero of mine in the sport and, you know, shape for sure shaped a lot of the, the, the way that I fish, the angler that I am. A lot of it was um, following him. And so even this is surreal. Who, yeah. who would have known? You know, we did it. Our last Ike live show. We had Roland Martin on. It was I mean, the I, best. It was, was the best. I, I mean, I mean, you know, th- those kind of guys. When when you have a chance to uh, talk to them or you know follow them on a podcast like this, it's it's unbelievable. Like honestly, when when Roland got off, when Jimmy got off the week before that, it was unbelievable because the cameras are off and the mics are off and nobody got to see this. But so we all just kind of, you know, when you get done a long podcast, you know, you're tired. You guys know. Yeah. And, you know, we all just sat there and went, holy, did that just happen? <laughs> That's you know, what we you know, just I'm did. Looking, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Dave and Dave's looking at me and I'm looking at Brian, you know, because it's surreal. I mean, this is, 
you know, we were kids. We were freaking young knuckleheads getting in trouble, doing dumb shit. But we loved the sport. We watched the sport. It was our thing. Yeah. Everybody else around here in this area, it was football. It was baseball. It was sure. Hockey. Yeah. But this was our thing. I was and good at fishing, you, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and, and honestly, so to have those kind of guests on and, uh, um, you know, be on the same shows and plat even platforms as these guys is incredible. Dude, it's got to be insane. Mike, Mike, like the, the feeling or the surrealness is totally mutual over here, too. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you or Rick Klein if I hadn't read your book yeah. as well. So it's all wow. it's all coming around. But. <laughs> it's awesome. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, exactly. Like, that's what I meant about getting to know a person. So in 1999-ish, yeah. we start to get get to know you, right? You you win the classic, we get to know you even more. Um and and the and the thing is, man, it's like it talk about surreal, Mike. And then I actually am and I, I'm not being weird, dude, but I'm a fan of yours, man. I'm a fucking fan, dude. And, uh, and thank you, Pat. And, thank you. And, and um and then to act like you invite me to your house. Like that is crazy talk. I'm like, did he do a, <laughs> did Becky do a background check Wrong on number. me? Yeah. Is it, are you sure you want me there? You know, like, so for me to interview, I'm not in, dude, I'm getting worked up here, but here, here's the point of it. I am not a professional bass angler. I am a fan. I am a fan that hosts a bass fishing talk show. For me, it doesn't get any more surreal than this, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. nuts. It's, it, yeah, I, I totally get it. And, you know, the neat thing about it, and uh, mentioned this before, I think we, we've probably even talked about it before, is that this sport's a little different. And, and it's one of the reasons, you know, I, I love it. One of the reasons I'm so glad I ended up here. You know, you hear guys all the time talk about, you know, oh, don't you wish you would have ended up in baseball or hockey or football or golf where there's real money? You know, uh, there's some things I wish we could borrow from those sports, but the great thing about fishing is it's, it's, um, it's, it, everybody's sort of on the same level, right? So yeah, Clun is out there, but he's a fish head. <laughs> yeah. He's a fish head, right? He loves it. Jacob, Jacob Wheeler's out of his mind good right now, but he's just a fish head. And, you know, I, I think, um, sort of it evens out this sport where, you know, everybody's sort of in the same zone. I mean, I, I, we all think the same. We all, you know, I, I, I'm no different than I was when I fished top rod Bassmasters. Dude. I had that same passion back then as I because do Because you're real. You're huh. real. I, I had this conversation with a, a friend of ours today, and, and he, he gave me some advice about the bass fishing industry. And I, I'll share who the person is with you later if you wish. But he said, Pat, you have to remember that everybody is not your friend in this industry. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it was the advice he gave me because I'm very open, you know, I'm a very open yeah. person. So, um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's the same correlation, Mike. I mean, it's, uh, I, I got a little lost for a moment, but, uh, but dude, uh, I want to thank you for the inspiration. And here's the, here's the big part for me. And I think that a lot of bass heads in the bass galaxy share this, this same thing. And you kind of taught us that it was okay to be us. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, you and Mark Zona did that for a lot of us. Uh, and it's like, and, and there's another part to that though. Okay. It's, you can learn to be you, but like Clun said, you have to be comfortable with you. So it's a point where being you, but not giving a shit what anybody else thinks as well. (laughs) Do you you agree with that statement? I I mean, I think, uh, I think everyone should follow their, their passion. I think everyone should follow their beliefs. Uh, I think everyone should be themselves. That's a really important thing in life. That's, that's a tough thing. You know, as a teenager, you know, we all, you all go through that struggle of finding yourself. And, um, but you know, once you get to adulthood, you kind of have it figured out who you are and what makes you tick and, and it should be okay to be that person, right? You shouldn't have to hide and shouldn't have to alter. But that didn't happen in bass fishing, dude, until you, you know, it didn't happen until you, I I can't think of examples really. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think there were some cases and I, I think, you know, I can point to some early ones, but I, I think with the time that I got involved, bass fishing was being shown at a larger, uh, audience media coverage like they'd never had. So there was, there was some synergy with that. Um, but you know what I was going to jump back and say, and, and this is really appropriate uh, for what's happening in the world, for what's happening in my, and certainly in my career moving forward, is that people are always very afraid and very uh, skeptical of change, you know. And so when I came in, and, and there was a time when I first came in where I was even trying to sort of fit in a little, and I was sort of being quiet a little and, and yeah. hiding a little, but after a couple of years of being in and, and, and I, and there was other stuff going on in my life, but I just said, you know what? Screw it. This is who I am. I'm just going to show it. And when I did that, there was a lot of resistance. I, I mean, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I might as well. They were dicky. I mean, you. dude, yeah. the whole entire league bass there was a period when i was fishing the opens where i was like the antichrist uh those first couple years why'd you feel like you know why did you feel like the big i mean the biggest names in the sport guys who i still love and i don't say this in a bad way because i love these guys but you know denny brower and jay yellis and these guys who are my heroes were like this is crap you know and I, I, I know, I remember I, I was there. I do too. Okay. I felt, I felt I that energy from Brower, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> I forgive. It's okay. I forgive. You're a good man. But Resentments there kill. Was a, there was a time when, you know, it was really, there was a lot of rejection to having new things and, and being different. And, um, you know, I just stuck with it. I just, I just stayed the course and, you know, we're tw- here. We are 25 years later. And I'm still the same person. I'm still I'm the same person when I fished with Dave and Brian and John when I was 10, 12. So I'm going to stay the course to the end for me. And I think it's, you know, when you do that in your life, it's, it's, a, it's one of the most real refreshing things you can do in your life is to do that. And um, I couldn't imagine living any other way. Uh, you know, did all good things happen in the last 25 years? No. But that's life, man. Sure. You have good yeah. moments. You have bad moments. You have ups. You have downs. 
you have things you regret, things you wish you could change. Um, but there were so many good things that happened along the way and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it at all. So looking forward, you know, here we are in the weirdest time of our lives for everybody. (laughs) And, uh, and you know, I'm looking forward to change in 21 for me, for my, for the family, for my brand and for the sport. I think, you know, it's change is okay. And, uh, and so, you know, I think, um, it's normal to be scared and to be frightened and, and to be, uh, you know, sort of step back and say, oh, it's changed. Some difference coming, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And I, I do that too, but you got to let go and you got to be willing to say, Hey, change is okay. You know, let's, let's try something new. Let's try this. Let's do this. The world's changing. Let's change with it. You know? So that's, that's a big thing for me. Uh, you see a lot of change with me in 21 and forward. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I yeah. can't wait. And, and Mike, I, I gotta say too, like, uh, growing up listening to punk rock and skateboarding and stuff like that, and also being in love with fishing. And I think Andy would relate to me with this. Uh, that first time when you really started being yourself, I remember you had a tundra patch, like safety pinned to a pair of plaid pants. <laughs> and when, when I saw that, awesome. I, honestly, for all those guys that, you know, you said you were the Antichrist, for all those guys... There was probably an equal amount of us who saw that and said, this guy's the best, and I feel us. so much better about bass fishing now. <laughs> yeah. like it really, awesome. it really changed my whole perspective on the sport. I appreciate it, and I'm glad you remembered the plaid pants because m- a lot of people don't. They were referred to as disco pants. People were calling them disco pants back no, then. No, that was they punk were, rock. They man. didn't know. They, they, didn't. Were just, they were just great-looking plaid pants. But <laughs> uh, it's a different world now. And I love it. It's a different world now because of guys like you, you know, this podcast, uh, you guys, you know, uh, being from a part of the country that's not the norm, fishing, bringing DJing, skateboarding, all these other elements into the sport. Um, You know, uh, guys like Cast Crew. Uh, I'm with Oliver Nye this week. Uh, Big Bash Dreams. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. You know, guys that are guys that are breaking the mold uh, are great for the sport. And it's, a, it's definitely different. And I'm so glad it is. It's not, it's not the nineties when, you know, I was being rejected because of who I was and what part of the country I was. Yeah. From Cause you were a Yank. Acted, like, you're how I dressed. It's not there anymore. It's not there. This is a wide open sport and I love it. I love it. I, I love what I'm saying. I love the diversity. I, I want more of it. Exactly. You know? And dude, I, I consider you, an American. I consider you a patriot. At, at the at the end at the beginning of every Ike, like, like, yes, sir. <laughs> You're like the patriot when he came home from battle. The but the but at the beginning of every Ike live show, you thank the men and women of the armed forces as well as the the police and firemen. I believe. Um, yeah. So to me, you are a great American. Now here where I'm going with this, and and I love our country. Now. When you, what was the classic where you knocked the flag over? Where you freaked out? What was that? What year six? It was uh, it was two thousand. Uh, it was two thousand six. Six. Yes, it was. Okay. Whitaker knew way a, before you did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird. It was a weird year because it was the only year they had two classics sort of in a row back to back. It was the last summer classic, which was a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and then. 
that was in 2005. And then in 2006, they had a tournament in like February or oh, March. Yeah. That's when the elites. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was really, really weird. But let me, let me give you the story and let me stop you because, you know, what you said, I think, um, you know, I, I want people to hear the story and, and what you said is a little misleading that I knocked the flag down. And that when, when I look back at that, it wasn't that. Okay. I the, the light, light pole. The and, light post. And, down. The light, okay, okay. Now, 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 and I want you to totally explain it, but I just okay. want you to know first. Okay. That for, as a bass fishing fan, I, I didn't see it that way when it happened. Okay. Yeah. So what you just said makes perfect sense. This is what I'm yeah. leading up to. I did not see Mike Iconelli knock down a flag. So this this is why I'm stopping you. We're on the same page, okay? I, everyone all of a sudden was like, yeah. Mike knocked down a flag. Now, please, Mike, tell your version of the story. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, it's okay. And, and, it, and again, this is one of those things that, you know, you wish you can go back and do different, of course, you know, but it happened. And um, so you got to remember back then, this was in an era of bass fishing where at the time you had to get in a boat that wasn't yours when you fished the classic. Uh, we've lobbied for a lot of years to get rid of that. Thank God in bass they did. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when we go to fish championship events now, we're in our own boat, which is the right thing to do, right? Yeah. But back then, 100%. you sort of got into a boat that wasn't yours, that wasn't test it that wasn't you know you're getting into a boat that's just this random boat that year it happened to be a triton and it's the first day of the classic i'm early in my career i'm having a series of good years i'm pumped up i'm excited i go out and catch an early limit i've got you know 10 or 12 pounds to stand on what a great start i decide to make a move this is on lake Kissimmee, and when i make that move and it, by the way, a camera guy is in my boat. They yep. decided to put a camera guy in my boat the first day. I make a move and I catch one to call, catch two and a half to replace a two. And when I go in that live wall to open it up, all the fish are floating. They're, they're dead or horrible. they're dying. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. And, you know, imagine that. And one of the, one of the really things that I've struggled with in my career, and I still do now, even after 25 years, is the emotions and keeping them balanced, right? And so my highs are super high, my lows are super low. And, you know, when that happened, I sort of hit this like almost freak out, blackout mode. And there's a lot of people watching and listening that could probably instantly relate to this. There's others yeah. maybe that can't. But <laughs> if you're listening or watching, if you can legitimately look in the mirror, and say you've never had something happen in your life where you're so mad and frustrated, you you kind of just blurry black out, then you're lying. <laughs> because we've yeah. all had those moments. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> we've all had those moments. Okay? Yes. Fury. And so when that happened, I was just so full of anger and rage, and I was so mad that this happened, not because I mistreated the fish, not because I didn't do my due diligence not because I didn't have the live well on, but because I'm a top level touring pro that qualified for this tournament in my boat 
And now I'm thrust into a boat with non-working live wells. Shout out to Triton. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, so this is what's going through my mind. One of the ways I've dealt with frustration and pain and loss during a tournament like that and anger is I sort of try to let it out quick and I get on with my, with my day. Yeah. For whatever reason, the first I'm back there cause I'm back on the back deck and I'm like, what do I do? I got to try to revive these fish. And the first thing I thought was just, God, just start like sort of kicking and stomping. And I kicked that light pole. Didn't nothing, didn't even, didn't even think just sort of kicked it and just sort of like got back to doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then, like, after it happened, I realized that, oh, shit, I kicked that light post, and it's down in the water. i got to get that so they're not mad at me at the end of the day because the light post isn't in. And then at that point when I picked it up, I realized that they had these small flags on all the light posts on all 50 boats. Mm-hmm. It sort of hit me then that, oh, shit, damn, I would never – it just didn't see it, you know? But this is the story I've had to explain for 25 years. And it's okay because I'm in the public light. I'm human. I make mistakes. I'm okay with apologizing. I did three days after that tournament was over. I have 25 years later. I'm still apologizing. That incident had nothing, nothing to do with the American flag. Exactly. I love the country. I I love the country. I love our military. Oh, my God. I'm the most blessed guy in the world. To, to fish for a living and do a th- uh, participate in a sport that I love. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with that. And, you know, Pat, after all these years, you're going to have people that believe you and can look me in the eye and say, man, I've been there. I know. I understand. I get it. And there's guys that are going to say, nah, I don't like that guy. And that's okay. That's okay. Of course. So as it I is. said before, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I'm okay with that. But I want everybody to know my side of the story. And I want to end this story on something else. Yes. Why we're throwing people under the bus. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when that happened, you know, this is before live coverage, okay? So you got you to put yourself in, in a different time. This is back when they used a camera that's the size of a dinosaur and they had this big beta tape that popped in there. And yeah. when they record it, this was all tape that then they send back to the studio and then, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. At some point, you know, and I have my theories on who it is. Someone at Bass, ESPN, Bass, said, oh, my God, could you, did you see this? Let's play this over and yeah. over and over and over again. And they were doing it for ratings. Yes. I get it. Mm-hmm. They were doing do. it for ratings. It. They were doing it for eyeballs. But they were potentially taking down my career by showing it, away, right? Like not showing it sort of the way it happened in my eyes, but showing it a way that's controversial. And, you know, I always, always had a hard time with that. Um, it's happened after that, too. There's some instances where it's happened where, you know, Bass and ESPN sort of uh, at my expense, you know, benefited and, and was trying to benefit or whatever. And 
you know, it's, 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 I get it. I, I get it because, you know, they want eyeballs and they want ratings, but at some point, you know, do you play it once and address it? Do you play it 50 times like they did yeah. during the course of that day? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I wasn't the guy in charge at the time doing <laughs> production, working for Bass. It wasn't me. It might've been a guy with the initials of JM. It wasn't me. Uh, but it was, it was, it, it hurt. It hurt, but it did. You know, you love what the that sport. led to, what that led to was it did lead to, you know, things in life are like, um, you know, something happens and it leads to something else, right? It's like something occurs. And because of that, it changes you or points you in a direction. Cause and effect. And it did yeah. for sure for, for me, I had to sort of reanalyze what was going on. You know, when I won the classic in 03, from 03 to that moment, I was on a giant high where I said yes to everything, promotional opportunities, marketing. I was hardly home. I was sort of living right on the edge, like just barely on the edge of falling off. You know what I mean? And my fishing was great, but it was just high energy. And, and I, at that moment, I really had to stop. The best thing that could ever happen is my family was there. When all the classic was done and everything was over, I got to spend a couple days with them. We spent a day at Disney. I got just hanging out. And there was a lot of self-reflection that happened in those couple days. And, you know, I sort of reanalyzed where I was going, who I was, um, you know, looking at my faults, you know, looking at, at my frustration and anger and how I dealt with it and looking at that stuff. And the other thing I did is I said, you know, now's a time where lesser guys would throw up their hands and say, screw this. I don't need this shit. I'm out. I'll go back to DJ and I'll go back to being a whatever, <laughs> you know, I don't need, I don't need this criticism and I sure. don't need people thinking this. I didn't do that. I reanalyzed and said, look, man, I'm going to get back to fishing. I'm going to get back to focusing on fishing. It's what I love. It's why I'm here. And from that next tournament, to the last tournament in 2006, I fished with a purpose that I've never had in my entire career. I had a burning desire to be the best every time I fished. And it's the year that I won AOI. I won Anglo Heck the year yeah. that year. Yeah. And I, I won at Gunnersville. And, you know, I, 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 I sort of, <laughs> I, I did it for myself. But I also did it as an answer to people. Um, of course who, you who did. Wondering. Yeah, man. You know, and, uh, and, and so again, when I look back on that, do I regret some things? Would I change some things? Yeah, but you can't because you see how that was important. You I know, do. Ranger was the only sponsor I lost when that happened. Ranger was the only sponsor I lost. And I got a phone call, you know, with no apology saying you're gone. You know, I did, couldn't get a word in from a company that I've been with my whole career. I couldn't explain my story. It was the only company that did that. And then, and then you went faster. To, it, yeah. it led me to a better place. Dude. It led me to a better place. Especially now, when I see the fallout at Ranger, I sort of giggle. I know. Because yeah. I, I knew what was going down back then with, that, with them people. Mike. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, and this is all great because I'm telling you all this and I'm not drunk. 
I'm not under Dude, the influence of no. anything. I'm being me. I'm I know I'm you are, and let me this. tell you, you. I am drinking a Founders, though. This is the new Unraveled IPA, which is marvelous. God, if you've got a Founders brewery or Founders distributor near you, a liquor store, try this Unraveled. It's unbelievable. Try- I love it. And so and uh, Ryan's doing shots of uh, Tin Cup and chasing it with Founders. It's, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, but, thank- you know what I'm you know what I'm saying, Pat? Like things happen and they lead you in a different direction. And, yeah. and you know, your life is shaped by those moments, by failures and by, uh, you know, injury and by all these things, heartbreak and you know, all these things shape your life. And I've said it before and I'm say it now. I'm not perfect. Man, you're going to have, you have a, you've had a lot of guys on this show. They seem pretty damn perfect to me. They do. You know, they're, they're Christians and they're just perfect. <laughs> I am not perfect. I am not perfect. Me I'm neither. a human. I've, I make mistakes. I've made them. I'm going to make more. I'm not perfect. But I do try to learn. I do try to advance. I do try to keep moving forward. Um, and it's me. It is. You get what you get. Dude, I got to tell you this. <laughs> Mike, with adversity. Well, y- here's the reason I asked you about the, the poll flag story. I, it, this was not, you brought that story exactly where I planned on taking it. And that that whole, first off, the incident was, I didn't see it like that. Second off, it was completely blown out of proportion, and I did not like that because I had respect for you at that time. Second off, um, I saw that you won the AOI in 2006, and that was a big That was a big F you, and you did it because you are you, and you stuck to your guns, bro. Like, that's why you inspire. That's never give up. That's being yourself, Mike Iaconelli. That kind of bullshit. Like, if you would have got thumbed down at that point of your career, imagine what of injustice to the bass fishing galaxy it would have been. And all I want to say, dude, I know... That we're running over. I know you're a busy man. You got Oliver in town. You got an Ike Live coming up this this week. And 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 I just want to tell you, man, that please, whatever you choose to do in your future, just keep kicking ass and keep inspiring, man. Just be Mike, because we, oh, yeah. dude, we love Mike. We love Mike Ike and Ellie, Bass Fishing Galaxy. Thank you. That's the deal. Thank you. <laughs> That's the deal. No bullshit, bro. No bullshit. You're a sinner yeah. just like the rest of us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm a normal guy. Uh, normal guy. But, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, 2021 is definitely going to be a year change for a lot of us in the world. But for us, it's going to be a year change. And I'm, I'm really, really excited. You know, uh, reaching people getting to people, getting a message to people, um, is, is a hard thing to do. And, and, you know, we're really focused on getting to new people in the best way that we can. And, and, uh, we've got some things in the works that real exciting, like what you're doing here with, with Straycast and, you know, what, what we do with Ike live and, you know, we're reaching new people and that's, that's so important. And the world of professional, bass tournament fishing pro tour fishing i love it i always will love it but it is a box and 
you know, it's hard to reach new people in the box of pro tournament fishing. So you got to work really hard at saying, how can we get to other people? How can we get somebody that's not a hardcore bass head to think about picking up fishing, think about enjoying fishing? How do we get to people worldwide? How do we get to kids? How do we get to women? How do we get to different places where they're not watching the, the elites? They're not watching the Bass Pro Tour. Right. I don't even know what the Bass Pro Tour is. Yeah. Right? How do you get to those people? Um, we're really focused on that, you know, and we really believe there's not a better time, you know, with what's happened in the world, so much negative and so much, you know, God, it's horrible. It's terrible, everything that's gone on. Um, but little glimmers of, of good are mixed in it. And one is more people are opening up to the outdoors and fishing and the premise of trying fishing. And what a great time for us to attack, attack that, that market, right. To attack yeah. that group of people. Heck yeah, bro. Um, and we're going, we're going all in on it. And, you know, Becky and I, we don't sleep. Uh, when we do, <laughs> we're thinking about it. You know, when I get off with you here in a couple minutes, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to think about it. We're, our minds are turning, our wheels are turning. Even as we sleep, we don't like to sit still. Um, so we're really going to push the envelope in 21 and we're excited about what's going to happen. Yeah, dude. Like, I think you nailed it when you said, how do we get to women? I mean, I think <laughs> that's, that's really what everybody's thinking. How do we get to women? <laughs> well, yeah, I'll you take that a couple ways. Yeah. <laughs> <There>. <laughs> but dude, no, I'm just kidding. But that no, that's <laughs> absolutely man. Different platforms. Yeah, man. There's and, so many of them now. And your part, in, in another part of your mantra, and I'll probably might say this a little wrong, is like if you're not part of the future of fishing, like just get, get out of the way, dude. Just just let let the man go through. You know what I mean? It seems that that's, that's part of your mission. You do it with the Ike Foundation. And uh, if you don't get the kids that might not have a chance to go fishing any other way, and, and, and let's be real, Mike. Like, let's say you, out of all those events that you do, that it sticks with one kid. One. One kid yeah. in the Ike Foundation. Dude, that's that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Victory. It's a freaking accomplishment. So important. Hey, uh, it's a big I, victory. It, huge, dude. We would be amiss if we did not um, celebrate very quickly some amazing statistics of yours, Mike oh. Iconelli. Now, Ooh. now, um, Ryan Whitaker actually probed Ronnie Moore for these. He like, Ooh. yeah, he probed him hard. Probed. Yeah, probed him <laughs> probed hard. Ronnie. Yeah, he probed oh. Ronnie. He did not enjoy it. Yeah, wow. yeah, he Ronnie made noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the probing Mike, more. I don't know if you care about these numbers, but I'm going to give them to you anyways. <laughs> these are all from Bassmaster. This is your Bassmaster career real quick. <laughs> 250 derbies you fished. You fished 20 Bassmaster Classics. You won one, 2003. You had eight wins overall, 68 top tens. You caught 8,247 pounds of bass. You won $2,650,205, and you averaged $321 a pound of bass. $321 every pound of bass you caught, Mike and Iaconelli. Furthermore, you averaged $10,600 per tournament. 
Whoa. It's a big Ow. one. No wonder Becky's a happy woman. That's crazy. Great. I, I'm so glad you read those stats off. And it's a great time for me to say to all those haters that are t- talking about, stop <laughs> yelling, it's a big one, and it's a one-pounder. <laughs> Boom! Yes! <laughs> yeah, if you won $321 yeah! every scratch-off, you'd probably scream too, right? That's and that's right. just a pound. Hey, yeah. hey uh, Andy. Good Gin- point. Ginger Ninja. You know that one song that Mike did that time? We were going to open the... Um, the show with it when Mike came on, but Mike, you know how some artists get to do harmonies with themselves on records? You know, you've, you've, you know, I'm, I'm saying, well, yeah. we're going to play sure. if we would like, if you would take us out and, and, and are you ready, Andy, with yeah, it? I would like if you could harmonize with yourself and just please, <laughs> please take us out uh, of this season six, uh. episode one, uh, Stray Cast, glorified version of a, a bass fishing talk show. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the proper bass and man, uh, the vocalist, Mike Iconelli. <laughs> Talking about it, <laughs> Mike Iaconelli. Yes, woo! That's perfect. It was lip syncing. It was Myself. like Millie Vanillies. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes, that you did a great job. Awesome. Wow. I want to do that again. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, real quick. Do you know? I mean, I know Rick Clun is a big. Uh, you're a big follower. You won two, $2,650,000. Do you know how much Rick Klun won in his career? Oh, it's got to be double or triple that, I'm assuming. $2,623,000. Really? Whoa. My. Wow. Wow. Huh. Holy shnikes. We'll take that. You got him. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, you know, yeah. those classics he won weren't, half as, weren't worth half as much as the one you won. But yeah. <laughs> still, your numbers are actually pretty similar. I'll give you that. that wow. What's yeah. up, Mike? Where you got? Well, what you got? Where you go? We got Mike Live. Uh, Mike Live coming up. We have a Mike Live. We do. We have one. Uh, we always try to take advantage when we have really special guys coming through, and uh, we did a few weeks ago with Ben Milliken, a uh, great guy, um, young guy, and uh, this week we have Oliver Nye, and and it's been great. You know, uh, I love the energy of these younger guys. Um, from non-traditional parts of the country, Oliver's from the West Coast, and we've got him on. We we had him on Bash U uh, last night. It was great to hear his fishing strategies and his techniques. I caught some of it. But we're yeah. going to open, up, yeah, we're going to open up with him on Ike Live uh, this Friday, uh, seven p.m. each time, and it's going to be good because you know he's he's a he's a part of that new breed of angler that's changing things, and we we need these kind of guys. I'm so excited to flush it out with him a little bit so he's know? part of the future he's part of the future in your eyes mike he's he's part of the future and you know there's going to be guys that keep coming and we have to keep accepting them you know um there's you know youtube guys right now that are inspiring young kids and those young kids will be the next guy and then they'll inspire more young kids and that cycle needs to happen it's the cycle. you know it it's it really it's frustrating when you hear guys, you know, put the kibosh on people because, you know, oh, them, them, you know, YouTubers or, oh, this guy, oh, he doesn't have any big wins or, but 
in the grand scheme of things, you know, that really doesn't matter because these guys are aspiring the next generation. You know, they're having an impact on people to, to make them want to fish and to make them want to fish more. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, so, uh, I'm the opposite. I am open arms to those guys. Um, Bring them in. You know, they're not bad. They're good. You hey, know. speaking of kids, let's picture Brian, picture Dave, <laughs> <laughs> and picture John. And this is my final question to you uh, of the yeah. evening. Do you ever think they just sit around and they're like, man, I can't believe that kid won the classic. Unbelievable. <laughs> Mike freaking won the classic. He won the, <laughs> our friend won the classic. Like, uh, do you like, it was Mike. Mike was the one. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I actually still say that. Too. Like, <laughs> it's still hard to believe. It was me. It was me. I won. <laughs> it's really hard to believe. And, but, but it's good because. Like, I got to give you a story that I've probably never told anybody, and I'm going to go ahead and tell it. Again, Perfect. this is, I don't care. Good. Uh, when, when we got home, I actually uh, won the Classic in 03 and spent a couple days in New Orleans, had to do some media stuff. And when I finally headed back home, I got to drive home with Pete Glusick and John McGraw. And the whole way back, you know, we, we had this great two-day drive home where we strategized. Pete and John are both very smart guys, strategized a sure. lot of stuff. Like literally writing it down in a notebook. This is like pre-freaking cell phone and tablet and all that. So we're writing shit down by hand. Like, you know, how to parlay this into something big, right? But when we got back, the first thing we did is we had a big party with just all the homies from here. The guys I club fished with for years. We had a party at my, my friend Tim Roach's house. And it was this unbelievable mass of regular dudes, just hardcore fish heads. And everyone was so proud. Like it was like, they want it, you know? And, and it, it felt so good, um, to, to like bring that trophy home, you know? And it was, it was almost like, uh, you know, it was like a win for the regular dude. Yeah, you know? it sure was. And, and for the Northeast, you know, we had Brian Kershaw who was, was our guy. Mm -hmm. He brought one home to Connecticut, which is like bringing it home to Jersey. It's in the Northeast. And he was young and he was different. And, um, but outside of Kershaw, you know, we never really had a guy here that, you know, that brought it home. And, and so when, when I came home, we had that party. It was just this, it was like having a party with your buds. Yeah. And we were, we were drinking beers. And by the end of the night, there was a beer can sitting on top of the globe of the classic trophy. And <laughs> there were, you know, there was trash around it and not to degrade the trophy, but just regular dudes. Yeah. And it was just this amazing thing. Mike you know? won the classic. Can you believe <laughs> Mike won the classic? <laughs> yeah. That guy over there. It's Mike. Yeah. He freaking won the classic. <laughs> It's crazy. That's what I'm it's saying. It's crazy. Dude, Mike, um, go go do more bass fishing guy work, okay? Or get some rest or something. <laughs> some rest or yeah. something. Yes. Sleep. Sleep is good. <laughs> Thank Sleep you for good. everything 
you have done for the entire Bass Galaxy. Thank you for everything you have done for me, and thank you for everything you have done for this show. Uh, we are forever grateful, just so you know. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, right. it's Mike Iaconelli. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, guys. Peace. Yes, Mike Iaconelli. There it is. Fantastical. Wow. That, that, wow. Was, that, that, that was an, a wonderful nightcap. Dude. Can you say wonderful nightcap? Y- yeah. Guess what? I'm going to have another one. Guess what? <laughs> Ryan, why don't, What's you get that? A, why don't you take a legendary shot of Tin Cup? I, and, I'm gonna, uh, okay, I'll do another one. And, and right now, Andrew Ellenberger is getting the one and only. Like, you thought we were done? Nuh-uh. We're, we're not giving done? away the pocket oh, rock. Yeah. The Pedro's pocket Magic Pocket Rock. If, if yeah, I don't know. We'll try calling Pedro. I, I is he still on? Can you guys tell on your computer web I think thing he was if he's polishing. there? Wasn't he polishing it? I don't. He might be. He, I, we'll see if he answers. We're trying he to call. Can you do it on? Can you put the ringer on the on the airwaves? <laughs> no. So the whole thing. <laughs> no. no, no. I want this whole all captured, Andy. I don't want I, Angry Pedro. No, no, we want Angry Pedro. Luke Foley, so, I'm doing one right now. We want Angry Pedro. I'm pretty yeah. sure you. Don't. Damn it, I'm going to blow them up, too. I'm Seth, if you're listening, still call your dad. Here we go. Here we are. Do, do we have him? Okay, the phone is ringing. This is Peter Fighter. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pedro Fighter, Mr. Peter Fighter, on the phone. Hello. I'm on. Hey, this Pedro? Hey, can, yep. can, can you hear me, Pedro? I can hear you now. Cool. Hey, turn your turn your radio off. Yeah, turn the show okay, down. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll I'll turn the screen off. <laughs> you're hold, supposed to, you're supposed to say love. Hold uh, on a second. Yeah, you're supposed to say hate you, Pat. Love your show. Whenever you call me. Hey from, you. Yeah. Okay. Last time, hey listener. You, Pat. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you, Mister Fighter. So you got it. The whole Bass Galaxy was in an uproar because. Um, be, and I'm blaming it on sleepy Matt Robertson that we forgot to give away your lucky pocket rock on the New Year's Eve show. That's right. And to reiterate, uh, the pocket rock um, is magical and has brought um, great fortune uh, to myself, to, to Matt Robertson, to your son, Seth Fighter, to some great things have happened to Chris Grow, and you have graciously offered to give a person in the Bass Galaxy, a member of the Bass Galaxy, a lucky Pedro pocket rock. Now, Pedro, I ask you, what was the number that that person in the Bass Galaxy had to pick? Okay. Well, I have a couple of grievances first. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. First off, I still don't have any tin cup whiskey. Uh-oh. T- Luke Foley, are you listening? Whoops. Uh-oh. Interesting. Secondly, it's a rock my star now. Bedtime is my bedtime's 9:15. Holy cow. He's hammering me. I know I'm I'm old. You do but, one internet you know, appearance you're and now you're a rock star. He's a rock star. Now he does one show. And now, like, the, the yeah, fan yeah. mail's been flooding in. He's going to wake up 10 minutes late tomorrow. Yeah. He un- unreal. <laughs> that, that's very true. I go to bed at this time. I wake up at this time. Okay. In the dark. But okay, I'm I'm ready. What would you like to know? I want to know what the lucky number was. Okay. The lucky number was 
Uh, my favorite number, which is when I was a kid, third baseman for the Minnesota Twins, Rich Rollins, number nine. Ooh. Number nine, Rich Rollins for the nice. Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Batting third for the Minnesota Twins, number nine. It's Rich Rollins. He's Peter Fighter's favorite. Awesome. Hot corner. Awesome. Now, uh, the, this is the moment. I mean, this is the deal. Pedro Fighter, I'm I'm a gasping I'm gasping here in excitement. Who is the winner of the lucky pocket rock? Okay, the winner of the lucky pocket rock is Tim. Oh, uh, wait a minute, that's <laughs> Timothy Mills. <laughs> Timothy Mills. <laughs> Timothy Mills. This, this is the best prize ever given away on Straight Cast. I'm sorry. This is better than the $2,000 Sims rain suit. This is unbelievable. You won the Lucky Pocket Rock. You're a gracious man, Mr. Fighter. You're a great... I'm not supposed to call you Mr. Fighter, but I feel that I, that's, Correct. A, that's a respectful thing to say right now yeah. after such an amazing present. Well, I appreciate it, but Pedro is fine. Okay, Pedro. And, uh, and Timothy, all I'm saying is... Um, we're going to get you, you're going to get this rock mailed to you. And if you do not do a personal video post thanking Pedro, we're going to find you. And we're going to find you. Timothy, if you're fishing any derbies this year, let us know and we won't come. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you're going to win them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bass Galaxy, th that is the now famous, legendary, one and only... Mr. Pedro Fighter. Give it up for Pedro. Yes. Thank you very much, but I just have to, before I go, Rick Klung, we're about the same age, mm -hmm. blew my mind. Dude, unreal. That was so far out there, I can relate to all of his experiences, but that was the best interview I've ever Heard. Thank you so you much. You guys should definitely be friends. Yeah, that's what yeah. Seth and I were talking earlier, and and we were debating. Do you, do you think you could have a conversation with Mr. Clun, Pedro? Oh, I do believe I could. Okay, we're gonna arrange that. By the way, <laughs> um, let's let's zoom date. Yeah, me, you, and me, you, and uh, and and Clun are gonna sit down at the uh, at the Bassmaster Classic whenever it happens. Okay. Okay, I would happen. like that. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Bass Galaxy, give it up for Pedro Fighter. He's the guy that, uh, him and Ann Fighter, they spawned Seth. <laughs> they spawned him. Solid spawn. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, uh. Okay, well, thanks very much, and I'm going to go to bed. All right, good night. Nighty nights. Sleepy night, boo-boos. Night. That's Mr. See y'all. Take care, Mr. Bass Fighter. Galaxy. I mean, Pedro. Yep. There it is. Bass Galaxy. I like how he said it. it. Like I said it at the end. Heck yeah. Hey, now we got my one more prize. Omnia. This is the Omnia Fishing. And uh, starting next week, we have a new segment. It's called the Omnia Need Me One of Those Baits. Omnia Need yeah. Me One of Those Baits. Omnia Need Me That's One of Those. That's kind of like uh, never go be hungry. No, I'm going to be hungry because I'm going to need me one of these baits. That starts next week. But uh, we're going to give away um, the... Um, big Omnia $50 coupon prize pack. Who the hell's got the winner? Andy, Jake, anybody? It. Andy, 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 say something loud. No. Like, Andy, yell. No. Yell like Mike <laughs> Iconelli. You love Mike. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's, wow. Oh, my God! You sound just like Mike. I, too. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. You sound just like Mike. Yeah. 
Ladies and Gentlemen, the winner for the Amnera $50 Unschnappen Blütenschnock is Jay Buffer. Jay Buffer, come on down. You won the first ever $50 gift card from Omni Efficient on Straight Cast, a glorified version. What's his name? The Buffer. The Buff, what? Yeah. He'll Baffa? Figure, he'll figure it out. If not, we'll spend it. Either it goes way. like this. Let's step aside, my friends, and let me show you how we yeah. do it. Put Either your backbone hips and your lips to it. There it is. I ain't put no rocks in wow. the butt. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I am blown away on the thin raft of Bastin that we all sail. I'd like to, uh, to thank our amazing advertisers who, who make this show possible because... Honestly, it's we couldn't do it. We could not do this without them. It has come to that. And we could, but it would suck. Yeah, I just would like, I don't know. I'd, <laughs> I'd just be on my roof. There would be no lights. I'd be cold like Rick Klun. There'd be no electricity. Thank you, Rick Klun, for coming on the show. Unbelievable that you texted and said, um, phone call the 6th, Rick C. Thank you. <laughs> um, Mike Iconelli. As weird as a lot of that probably sounded coming from me, you are our hero. It was um, awesome. You, you are an inspirer, and we thank you for coming on the show here tonight. Um, Andrew Ellenberger, amazing job, Andy. Amazing job tonight. Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, amazing job as well. Jake Haas, um, you're the shit, dude. Keep working hard for us. We appreciate it. I'm Pat Renwick. Bass Galaxy, I bid you peace. We return next week with, uh, well, you'll see. You'll see. What kind of straight cast was this tonight? Oh, this was a, uh, what, what do you mean? Like, how was it prepared? Oh, this one, this one was definitely over easy. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!